Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hang. Yeah, I'm like I, I'm I'm legitimately worried about my, my computer and this whole recording shutting down. All right, well this halfway. might be a very short or very might non-existent be. episode. Might be. I, I don't know what's wrong with my computer the last um, like week or so. What are the symptoms? Um, it will just choose to not play media. What? Yeah. And this is across everything. No so matter I, what program, you mean? Yeah. I, I thought it was like an internet thing, but literally like YouTube, VLC, Final Cut, any kind of media, as long as you're pressing play on a thing to, to watch or listen to something. Even just listen. Yeah. It just won't work. But everything else on the computer works. Because I was like, my first thought was like graphics card or something. It's, it seems like it, right? Yeah. Um, but this is a relatively new computer, right? It's like not even 2016, it's, 2018? I want to say it's three and a half or four years old. Yeah, because it's got the touch bar, which is not that old. Yeah, I want to say it's about four years old, but it's it's just a bit concerning because I don't know what it is. So I'm going to just back everything up and yeah. do a hard reset. Yeah. I suspect I might have done something bad. <laughs> Definitely possible. <laughs> a few weeks ago because, um, as you know, we... I, I purchased an Oculus Quest. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, okay. a few weeks ago, I, I downloaded... Uh, oh, I tried to download a, a thing on my Mac yeah. to, in order to, like, remotely cast the VR headset. Uh-huh. And I looked around online, and, like, one of the, the main things that I saw was, oh, there's this thing that you can do to, like, go straight into your Mac's script. Oh. And, like, key in a bunch of things, and it'll do the thing. It'll, it'll, it'll install a specific software where you can, like, cast your quest without without you know paying for some premium and not software. to jump ahead but you yeah. don't you do not regularly back up your computer like you don't have time machine i do i do oh okay then yeah i, I, just, I just haven't done it in like two weeks i think oh well, that's perfect because that's about two weeks ago when you installed that thing so go back to that two weeks ago yeah maybe but like it's just it's just it's tedious know. it's very tedious yeah i'm not sure what it is it could be that thing but then again i looked back at the reviews and everything everyone says no, it, one, said it, no, no one said anything about a virus or anything like that um, what if it's just automatically casting? Like you just don't know it. It's just like <laughs> whatever you're playing is playing on the TV. My bigger concern is that like I, I it, maybe I didn't complete the operation or something, and there's some kind of unpacked folder somewhere. I don't know how computers work, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something about binary. About yeah, code. Yeah, but I'm 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 just worried that something's gonna crash at some point, and and it's gonna be irredeemable. Mm. Well, fingers crossed. Thoughts and prayers for your computer. Yep. It's Man. it's it's had a good run, but how long do laptops usually last? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it starts showing its age around five years, four years. Mm. Yeah, that seems short to me. Yeah, that's why. I mean, if you get the top of the line computer when it comes out, 
I feel like five, six years. Yeah. They're doing that on purpose, right? Essentially, like planned obsolescence. Yeah, planned obsolescence. Yeah. Can you just imagine if they just came out with like the computer that would just like last forever? Like you would never like it's it's like they maxed out the processor speed. I mean, like what's physically it's, possible? Is like eight or nine years too much to ask? You know, like just a good like length one third of, time. of your life. What? Like a third of your life, or it would have been. In yeah. other words, if you bought your computer in your twenties, you wanted to last for your whole the whole of your twenties. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which is thirty three point Split it up by like, eras. Yeah, yeah. Split it up by eras, as opposed to like within the same job, you have to change computers like three times yeah. because it keeps breaking down. The computer of your decade. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. Mm. Well, I mean, it's it's easy to forget <laughs> that computers are physical things. Yeah. Like they have physical parts that wear and wear down. So yeah. it's like. Yeah, to be fair, I don't treat it with the most care. Like, Yeah, but that's part of the appeal of getting a good computer that you can kind of like, you know. I think what I need to do is switch over to a uh, desktop setup. Mm-hmm. And in all likelihood, I, 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 might, I might jump ship. It's a game changer. I might jump ship to well, PC. Well, because, I mean, if you're going to get a desktop, you might as well get one that you can game on. I kind of see what you're coming right? from. Right. Yeah, the processing power, the inability to drop it. <laughs> I think you're going to be very frustrated when you start doing work on it, though. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I predict. That's what would happen. Just because it's like, like oh, I can't do God. this thing. This thing is stupid, or this program doesn't exist. Right. And it I looks mean, don't, don't PCs have a thing where you can like run a Mac simulator or yeah. something like that? Yeah, yeah. But like, and if you, you get, and if you I know you it, can go the other way, but can you go from PC to Mac? You can make a PC a Mac, but I don't know if you can like do how like bootcamp with Mac that like, you can run both OSs. I want to stop talking about this now because I don't know enough to keep going. That's fair. And I feel like we have a handful of listeners that do. That's fair. And it's probably frustrating for them to hear us Tot- like what dance, else is new? Dance around this like fucking What idiots. else is new? <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Good Hangups at 145. I'm John. How do you fix computers? <laughs> and that's Nathan. I press the button and it won't turn on. Oh, bring me happiness <laughs> oh i forgot uh, we still have a instagram live on yeah it. i almost forgot for yeah <laughs> if you guys don't follow us on instagram please do because every once in a while we'll go live like we are right now yeah fielding questions talking to the people yeah and we are compiling questions right now so that we can like talk about it later talk about it later because it's been a while since we've done like question segments yep it's my favorite segment too yeah, because it's it's essentially like effortless free content yeah. provided by you and like we, we, we barely have to lift a finger. So that's yeah. the main appeal of it really. Yeah. But also you get to hear your name sit on air. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it? Is it the tenth today? The ninth? Uh it's the tenth. Tomorrow's eleven. Eleven. Yeah, eleven eleven. Shoppy. My Shoppy. mom's birthday. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Her license plate was BRC eleven eleven. Because the Brenda Reyes Cancio. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, you got like a like a vanity plate. Yeah, in, in, in the States, we had one of those. Oh. It was cool. It was I, good because it's so much easier to find your car. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can also just remember that plate number. Yep. I'd get a... Are vanity plates legal in Singapore? They should I've never be. seen one. I, I've seen like ones that are clearly like... They, they, they probably did something to get that specific number. Mm. Like one, two, three, four. Or like eight, 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 eight. Right. Or like... You know, but like just eight 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 or like oh no, it'll be letter, like, letter, it, it, it'll be like S G L eight 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 or something like that. Maybe or or some, sometimes I've seen coincidence. You know, no, I doubt it. Like this, it's because it always tends to be on like nicer cars. Oh, so okay. it's definitely a thing where like you, you can pay money to get a specific number plate you're looking for. But I don't think it's it's as extreme as like you can put dicks and pussies. Yeah, well, if yeah, I was gonna say if that's the case, how come we haven't seen sex lol? Yeah, you can't put that. But I think it's like. 
or even something not dirty. You can look. You can get custom numbers. I think. Yeah. Like Amos E sixty nine. Yeah. What? <laughs> Amos E sixty nine. license plate. <laughs> oh man, he's into child porn. What's up with that? Didn't that happen like a month ago? Yeah. Yeah. He's in prison. Yeah. I think he's still awaiting trial, but yeah, he's in jail in Chicago. I mean... What a weird story that kid has. Didn't he uh, come out like two or three years ago on some Mark Rubin show or something, essentially defending uh, pedophiles? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He did. Like, you know the Mark Rubin podcast, right? I, I feel like the means familiar, but I don't really Political know Political kind of thing. And he appeared on it, and he made the news again since, you know, his Lee Kuan Yew thing. Mm-hmm. His his other time making the news was when he went on this show essentially defending pedophilia and child porn. I mean, you um, put one and one together. And, yeah, then this happened. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. It's... Sure. It, it's... it's, And also, like, I, I okay, like, I don't know much about the story, but in my brain, it's like, isn't he, like, 18 or 17? Uh, yeah, I think that's the main... Like, I didn't read into it too much, but I know he's, like... If barely he's not twenty, old. if yeah. that, but he was like trying to hook up with like a seventeen-year-old or something, a sixteen-year-old in the states. This is another thing that we should stop talking because we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Can you imagine if more people just stopped talking when they don't know about <laughs> something? <laughs> what a different world we would be in. The news would essentially just be like weather. <laughs> yeah, Tucker Carlson would be like, "Listen, I'm angry," and um, <laughs> like that's it. That's all he really knows. Yeah, there you. Um, but it, it's 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 unfortunate, terrifying, and like we, we we've seen so much, so many news stories come out about like child pornography, pedophilia, like yeah. all these people getting caught for it, and it honestly it breaks my fucking heart. It really does break my heart because with everything you want to hopefully find a solution, right? Have a have a solution to the problem, have a way to help people, and mm-hmm. like to to figure out a way out of you know whatever darkness that they're they're experiencing. That is the one thing that it's like, it's tough. Yeah. Because it's arguably a sexual preference. I mean, very arguably. I mean, it's weird. Is it like one of those things that it's like, didn't Louis C.K. have a stand-up about, did he do it on SNL? Where he's like, pedophiles, man, they must really, they must really, really love like, it. <laughs> like, they must really, really like it. Because to still continue to do it, that means they must, with, with so much on the line, yeah. they must really enjoy it. Oh, God, that's so gross to think about. But But it's... But it's, but all joking aside, it's a good, probably a better, more constructive way to think about it. If you like assume for a second, first of all, if you're the type of person who assumes that uh, sexuality isn't a preference, that's a good start. Mm. But then is it that much of a leap to think that being a pedophile is not a preference so much it is somehow hardwired into your something? I feel like it, it's, it's. It's almost definitely God. a nurture thing. Yeah, but are we also doing what Amos Yee was doing where we're like, we're talking about defending pedophiles and then no, no, no. two See, years okay. later, no, we're no, going to no. find out the, that Nathan the, okay. is a pedophile? Just, just Nathan be, specifically only? Just to, be, just to be clear, because we've gotten in trouble for not stating the obvious before, <laughs> yes. aka with D and all that, we'll state the obvious now that pedophilia of any sorts is inherently and completely wrong Super because wrong. you're dealing Terrible. with a party that doesn't have full consent or the full ability to like really process that consent. Yeah, and you're destroying a child. Yeah. Because regardless of like the the dynamic of the two people, it's always going to involve a minor. That's the definition of pedophilia. Mm-hmm. And minors, you know, there's a power imbalance, there's like the if they're very young, then it's just a complete fuckery of of humanity, you know. It's just uh, a, a lack of empathy towards like the innocence and and lack of knowledge and naivety of young people. But 
I guess what I'm talking about when I say it's tragic and heartbreaking, it's on the side of the offenders in that there's no way they don't know it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's so clearly a compulsion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's one of those like moral conundrums that like it just always makes me sad to think about because it's like, man... Is it like like do we just put them in the same category as like murderers? Because it's like you know people if they're gonna if they want to kill they're gonna kill. What are you gonna do? You yeah, know? that's like but that, even then like murders are you talking about like serial killers is one thing. Yeah, but like crooning murder and rage is different from like I don't, yeah serial I don't fine serial killers like could yeah. you rehabilitate a serial killer into like think like hey don't let's not do that yeah. You know, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I feel. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, do we just put them in the same category like, as serial killers? Yeah, you never see a fucking news interview with a reformed serial killer. <sighs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a doozy. It's a head scratcher. That one. Yeah. <sighs> you know what else is head scratcher? What? The state of America. Is it a little bit? It's it's a little confusing. I'm gonna go off the Instagram live because I yeah. feel like we're giving too much away. Plus, right Plus, I now. need my phone. Yeah, you guys. You don't pay for either of these things, okay. but listen to the podcast. We love you. All right. Throw me my phone, too. I got to keep notes. <laughs> you didn't log off yet. No, not yet. I thought I'd have them join that little journey. Um, yeah. I mean, we are we are uh, done with the elections as a planet because I feel like the entire world was watching because for the last four years, the entire world just kind of watched America slowly crumble and fold and collapse into itself. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that none of that was, wasn't there before Trump, but Trump definitely enabled a lot of it. Yeah. He ionized and catalyzed so much of it. So much of it. I'm just glad it's over. It's over? Question mark? It's not over. It's, def- it's 100%. I guarantee you it's not over, but at least... Um, he at least pe- we we don't really have to take a lot of it with that much weight, yeah. Because he's now a civilian, yeah. For the most part, Soon. he doesn't hold an office of power. Um, but the truth still remains that he has a lot of people behind him. He still has a lot of supporters. Um, and he shockingly up to this point, where where we are currently talking on a Tuesday afternoon, four thirty four p.m. on the tenth of November. And he has yet to concede. He has yep. yet to uh, say that, you know, GG, WP, let's move on. Um, uh, he, he's pretty much on the on the train of thought that it was stolen mm-hmm. and that Biden won from illegal votes. So, yeah, I, 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 there's no way in hell he's going away. Like, even after um, Biden's inauguration and everything, there's no way in hell he's going away. But he's going to be easier to ignore. He's going to be easier to kind of like push to the side because what he says and does doesn't hold as much weight anymore. Um, And that's a nice thought, you know, that's a nice thought because admittedly for the last four years, I've been following it and it's been depressing and it's been heartbreaking and confusing, mostly confusing because you think you know a country, you know, you think you know a country, you think you know its people. You think you know a guy and they put Trump on you. Exactly. Um, and personally, because, you know, you spent time there, I spent time in the U.S. to reconcile, you know, those two sides of things with a place that meant a lot to me. 
it's it's always just weighed a little bit heavy. Yeah. You know what? Like, people always ask me, like, oh, John, what's it like? Or they don't always ask me. But when they ask me, what's it like in the States? Oh, I'm scared to go there. I don't want to travel. I don't want to get <laughs> shot. Everyone's racist. I'm like, no, it's not. Come on. It's totally fine. But then yeah. I think, fuck, I haven't been to the States in, like, four years. And it could be completely different, like, on the ground. It could be, like, completely changed. Because yeah. in my head, it's always like, nah, it's just what I remember. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure there's, you know, hatred and racism. But it's, like, kind of, like, tucked away, especially if you stay on the coast and stuff. But who knows, man? You can go there and just, you know get curb stomped by a, a a Nazi. In certain parts of, 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 of the US definitely, as yeah. we've seen. But I think if you're visiting the coasts you're more or less safe. If you're visiting the I mean that's <laughs> what I'm saying, but what if it's not true? What if that's not the well, case? Well I mean man? I, I was in California yeah. like three weeks after Trump got elected and it was more or less normal just that there was a cloud of darkness looming over everybody, every Uber driver, every passerby, every person that I spoke to. It was just a dark cloud looming over their planet. Um, but life goes on, mm. you know? It's, it's, it's okay. It's very... Here's the thing about politics and all of these things. It's very easy to get swept away by it because it's all the news covers, especially nowadays. Um, but I think uh, you can ask many people and they will say that as much as politics are important, they don't dictate the direction of your life. They don't dictate um, how your life can go. Um, to place all your eggs in that political basket, probably unwise, you know? to put that much stock into something that ultimately might not affect your life as directly as you think. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, the, the problem that a lot of people, or that's the um, conundrum that a lot of people find themselves in. Like, like they invest so much into it and they think that it dictates their lives when in reality they have the power to dictate their lives and the direction in which it goes, not somebody in XYZ office you know, they definitely have power to shift things around, but like ultimately, it's you. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, but mostly, I gotta say, for mostly, I mean, I'm very, very happy with what's happening. I'm very excited now. Um, Biden talks in coherent sentences. It's great. He wants to do science. He wants to put together a COVID task force. This is all good news. He wants to return to the Paris Climate Accord. That's great. Um, but all this is 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 countered like my happiness i felt about all that was countered by the fact that alice trebek died he did it was like it's like you saw it coming but he was diagnosed uh pancreatic th- cancer to pancreatic cancer like he i think he was diagnosed in february of 2018 2019 yeah. so almost two year almost two years yeah with one of the with the most aggressive deadly annoying stupid forms of cancer ever because yeah. you don't detect you can't detect pancreatic cancer until it's too late which is fucked up right um, but he died. It's sad. It's horribly tragic. But I mean, what a what a life, what a icon, what a legend. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many of y'all out there watch Jeopardy. Um, I grew up on that shit. Or man. if Jeopardy is a part of your life at all. But Alex Trebek, is that 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 guy's a legend. And like the I I, I appreciate it so much how he did his job. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm not a hardcore Jeopardy fan, but I watch occasionally, especially yeah. if, if like there's a contestant that's like killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like like that guy last year that did that sweep. Um, I forgot his name. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, he was doing he was doing this crazy sweep on Jeopardy. Anyway, I really always appreciated how he did his work. He was classy. Because he was funny. He was you, edgy when he had to be. Yeah, because like, you put him against say Steve Harvey. Nothing yeah. against Steve Harvey, but the way that Alex Trebek did his job, right? He always put 
the game front and center mm-hmm. and the contestants front and center. Yeah, like when he like I always skipped forward past it, but that part where he would go and talk to the talk to the contestants and, and find yeah. out something about him. And you must realize that these people are so fucking nerdy that they may have never talked to another person. <laughs> <laughs> but he made them feel at ease. He brought out their personality yeah. and he was so good. No, he always made the contestants the star of the yeah, show. Yeah, for sure. Whilst still maintaining his Trebekness, as opposed to Steve Harvey, who's like, it's his show. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's his personality and his star power carrying it. It's his facial re- reactions and his mustache yeah. that are carrying, as opposed to Alex Trebek, who kind of like, he just made space for everyone around him to like share in that glory. Yeah. And that's, that's classy as fuck. Um, so he had a real mentor feel about him. Cause like when mm. I lived in the States, we watched it every night and he was always in a room with his mustache at the time he started that mustache and he was like such a warm Canadian guy. <laughs> you know, he started in the, in the, I think he started when he was 20. So he died when he was 80. Right. So yeah. In the sixties. Right. Like they were showing clips of him. I was watching on YouTube, like the news articles and stuff like black and white, he had like a big fro, <laughs> but he had the exact same voice, which is crazy. Admittedly, I only watched Jeopardy and Trebek after watching SNL. SNL. Celebrity Jeopardy. Will Fer- I was never. I never liked Will Ferrell's Trebek, to be honest. Like, that's the thing. Like, if you if you had context of who Trebek was before, and you watched Will Ferrell's Trebek, you'd be like, "What the fuck is yeah. happening?" Will, but Will I, Ferrell I, made him like look, sound like a whiny bitch. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I watched Will Ferrell's one first. First, yeah, and just to, you know, it was hilarious, and also like you vaguely get the concept of the show, yeah. like very vaguely. Uh, only then did I pay attention to actual Jeopardy and say, "Oh, this is a completely different thing." I know, right. <laughs> Like, yeah, so it's a completely different thing. But SNL Celebrity Jeopardy is fucking hilarious. Yeah, and to you me. can imagine now that Trebek is in heaven with Sean Connery. With Sean Connery. <laughs> He's saying, Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> it's like, That wasn't really me. Oh, no. I, oh, man. They better do a tribute sketch tonight, uh, next week, this On week. SNL? Yeah, yeah, they better. They have to do something. They have to. But you know what's really sad? Because uh, he was filming right up until he couldn't stand anymore, Trebek. So he still has some episodes of Jeopardy in the can. His last episode's going to air on Christmas Day. Oh my god! Ugh. Wow. Are, are they going to continue or and find a They new have host? to. I mean, Jeopardy's pretty eternal. Uh, his one of his wishes was whoever took him over would be a woman. Hmm. So you know he, he wasn't always correct. In other words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, suck it, Cantrell. I mean, speaking of like women in game shows, Vanna White, like she's been. I was just about to look her up. She's been at it for ages with a uh, uh, what's his name? Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak. <laughs> On Wheel of okay, Fortune. If you could participate in like one of the perennial classic game shows, which one do you think you do the best yeah, at? Jeopardy. I would rock Jeopardy. Really? Yeah. Mm. Especially if it's like some kind of like I don't know what I would be in low level, very low level celebrity Singapore edition Jeopardy. Yeah, see no no. See like when I think yeah. of when I'm thinking of like competing, I'm thinking of like competing up there. And I've seen Oh at the highest level, like yeah. the legit level. Yeah. Like which one do you think you could like Hold your own in. Not Jeopardy, then. Yeah, not Jeopardy. Like I've seen Jeopardy being played, and I'm like, I, I can't answer I'm pretty half good. of these. I'm pretty good. Uh, but I don't know. What, what, what do you think you would be good at? Price is the right. voice. <laughs> deal or no deal. <laughs> so something that requires no skill. No, no. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Price is right actually requires a little bit of skill. I think yeah, super- no, no. Ah. That's why I said Price is right first. Um, I just realized. What? Supermarket sweep. Supermarket Sweep. Which has been rebooted. Okay. John, rebooted. Ex- explain so Supermarket okay. Sweep to the listeners. You, you had never seen it until I showed it on YouTube the other day, right? No, no. Okay, so Supermarket Sweep is another game show I grew up with as a kid. The idea of the game, it, well, first of all, it's like an ode to capitalism. Mm-hmm. But it's like you have three teams of two people. And um, the main 
finale is them running through a supermarket, filling up their trolleys <laughs> with enough products so as to get the highest uh, amount total. Yeah. And whoever gets the highest amount competes for the final grand prize. Yes. Before that, it's like a bunch of mini games. Like my friend described it as like Mario Party games, which basically like you solve riddles and you have to do things all to do with, you know, branding and grocery store stuff. Yeah. So essentially you play, so good. Yeah. Essentially you play a bunch of mini games to accumulate time. Yeah. And then at the end of the show, the more time you have the better. The mo- yeah, exactly, because you have more time to go through the supermarket and get your turkeys and your big wedges of cheese. And stuff like that. And Leslie Jones is the new host, and she's great. I just run straight to the spice aisle and take all the saffron. Yeah. All of the saffron. I don't know, man. All I can tell you is that ever since, from time ad nauseum, if you get the frozen turkeys, you have a chance to win. Really? Yeah. Why are turkey, turkeys... Well, because I think saffron's expensive, but how much do you figure a container is? Like, one container. Like... Between like fifteen six, between like fifteen and twenty two dollars. Exactly, and I think I think the ma- oh, but, no. and, and for no, that here's, much, no, here's and one all you thing. have to do is like fill no, no. your entire. Here's the thing: though. there's a maximum of each item that you can get. I think it's like five, uh, three, either three or five. Well, still for That's space, why, for space, for space and value, sure. like you take the least amount of space for the most amount of value. Exactly. Just take five saffron. Oh, it's so fun! I would be good at that game. Um, maybe Survivor. I don't know. Unlikely. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'd lose weight though. You would. Like this is really just because like it's it's not it's not because of your weight, John. It's more about like your shelteredness. People like me, okay? Uh, shelteredness is fine. I'd be like I'm so I'll be I would probably be grumpy, but I would get over it. Then I'd be like, "Come on, guys. You like to have me around and I'm good at the games." Right. I would do okay at Survivor. Okay. The my downfall would be playing too hard. You'd be like top 5. Ah, nah. <laughs> no, because the thing is with Survivor is if you don't win and you're in the top five, that doesn't mean you're particularly good. Right. Because like the the second best person in this in that season Survivor usually goes out around eight or nine. Uh, generally. Okay, just to answer a quick question. Uh, from Insters? From the Insters? No, 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 no. That's Vanna White now today. Wow, she's gorgeous. She's still like a stunner. How old is she? Like ninety three. She's a stunner. I I I don't know, but <laughs> I have more followers on Instagram than Van White. <laughs> Eat shit, bitch. Spin a number. I know it's like a stupid brag, but it's like who'd have thunk it? Like if you told like a a ten year old Nathan watching Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> like hey, one day, <laughs> one day you'll be bigger. Well, no, first no. of all, Nathan, there's a thing called social media. <laughs> There's a thing called there, social media. You're going to be obliged to put pictures of yourself and your loved ones and your life at least once a day. And if you don't uphold that, people will stop following and stop caring. So put down that cookie. <laughs> <laughs> and work, oh, bitch. Boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Vanna White, fucking legend. Wheel of Fortune, just a legendary show. Um, I, can't do, I can't do Wheel of Fortune because I can't fucking spell. Mm. Spelling's hard. I could do decent at Wheel of Fortune. I was always I I, I always liked Hangman. Hangman was like a fun, like I, yeah. I played a lot of Hangman which is in what, primary school, which is basically all Wheel of Fortune is. Pretty much, yeah. But you get like categories and like yeah, ways yeah, to play yeah, it and all yeah. of that. Um, I always liked the before and after. You know that category, that category. Before, before and, and after. after, no. Yeah, you would get a hint, and it would be two words smashed together. So like you'd be like, uh, this, uh, this Singaporean singer just. Uh, took on, uh, I'm trying to come up with this on my head. Hold on. <laughs> this Singapore, this Singaporean singer uh, is also known for his Bob Marley covers, uh, or something. And be Nathan Hartono, woman no cry. 
Okay. Smash up. Right. I've, I've, I've never paid that much attention to it. Like, um, I just think I'd be fairly decent because I've seen some horrible players on that show. Yeah. Like, um, that dice spin guy. Did you, do you remember that? No. Okay. Let me try, let me try pull up that clip. Um, he, you can put the link up in the show notes or something if you still do that. Yeah, but um, I do. Thank you very much. <laughs> it was this. It was like this college it. special, and they got this one guy from Indiana University, and he fucked up so bad, oh, like multiple times. He was on the cusp of solving it, and I think the first big error was that he mispronounced um, Achilles. Oh. Yeah, Achilles. He, yeah, he said like Achilles or Achilles or something, and then they didn't consider that correct. Mm. And then the girl next to him was just like Achilles, even yeah. though it was like more or less just spelt out right Son there. Of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the next one, um, he like he did this thing where he rolled for a car, and he messed it up. Let me. Um, the the answer to this is on the spot decision. That's the whole thing you mean? On, on the, the spot, spot decision. decision. Okay. And I would say eighty percent of the letters are there. So this is the final part. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So real quick. So like you guess a bunch of letters at first. They reveal whatever you guess, and then you have to like you have like I think it's like fifteen seconds to guess. So yeah. the 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 correct answer, which we already which we find out eventually, is on, on the, the spot, spot decision. decisions. And like eighty percent of the letters are there. What does it say right a now? A car is on the line. It says blank. And I don't want to say this. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's like eighty percent of the letters are there. Okay, but here. Compilation of his multiple fuck ups that'd be so funny. Yeah, so just look on up the spot dice spin. <laughs> yeah, so look up Wheel of Fortune dice spin. That's pretty and you'll funny. see a, and you'll see a whole video of this unfortunate man messing up three <sighs> times in a row, and the same girl picks it up from him and just steals it. <laughs> what a great position to find yourself in after that dumb dumb. Oh, uh, that's in the show notes. Check it out. I still do them. Oh God. But yeah, I but, I, I would probably kill it at Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Also because I really want to spin that wheel. It looks very satisfying. It looks so fun. And I've I, heard I, it's he- yeah. I've heard it's heavier than it looks. Yeah. Well, it looks pretty heavy. Yeah. And I just I just I just want to like give it like a big yeah. My favorite. Um, they were showing Alice Trebek clips and Jeopardy clips in general. And you know Ken Jennings. He's like the legend, right? Mm-hmm. He has the overall most money from Jeopardy. Right. And there was one question. It was pretty funny. I feel like that whoever came up with this clue did it on purpose. But the the answer, which which is how they do it, right? The 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 what the clue they give you is. Uh, yeah. This is the name for a. This is the name for a guarding implement and an unsavory person. And then Ken Jennings <laughs> goes, "Ho!" <And> he goes. <laughs> Alistair Pick goes, no. And I'm like, first of all, I was like, what a funny question. Wait, it's not Ho? And it's actually, it's Rake. What? Yeah. An unsavory person is a rake? You can refer to them as a rake. Since when? Yeah, since Webster's Dictionary. Weird. But like, Alistair Beck was like, no. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. With his Canadianness. Rest in peace, Alistair Beck, you smug, beautiful, kind bastard. Yeah. I also wouldn't take part of Jeopardy because, like, what if you go up against that IBM computer? That, that only you they, you would know. If you, <laughs> like, you only get invited to do that. <laughs> Ken Jennings too. I remember. Isn't, hit, isn't that crazy though? That like they they they, they Watson. Got a, yeah, they got a fucking computer to play Jeopardy, and it's 
Amazing. Yeah, you course. think about it, that's pretty hard because they have to listen to the clue, understand the context of it, and then give the correct answer. It's pretty crazy. Computers, uh, man. Yeah, they're fast. And I remember Ken Jennings' answer to the final Jeopardy, which he didn't know the answer to. He was his answer was, "I welcome our new robot overlords." I love Jeopardy. Um, oh, man, I just choked on a bit of coffee. Yeah, you're right there. I'm surprised I didn't cough. Yeah. Um, like, oh fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say that choke completely distracted me. Oh, oh yeah, I was you're, gonna. You're, talk, you're I, choking. I was, no, no, no. I was gonna say. Uh, so last week, uh, we had our first guest in a while. Oh yeah. Crazy, first crazy. Guest that in, was fun. Yeah. And, uh, great responses from you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And, um, we, we are going to continue with the guest episodes Woo-hoo. and essentially what we're going to do is do like an alternative, like one host episode, one guest episode, one host episode, one guest episode, like we used to do. Yeah. Um, and Very excited for who we got coming on. Yeah. So next week's guest is going to be... We're revealing it already? I mean, it's... it's yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> Kanye, no. Uh, next week's guest... What was it like to run for president? Um, next week's guest is Estelle Fly. Oh, yeah. Local singer, songwriter, dancer, She's artist, awesome. all of those things. Big fan. Yeah. So um, we're going to put up a little tab somewhere for you guys to ask questions uh, on social media at some point. But get excited. Get hyped. Uh, we're we're going to have lots to talk about. You're finally going to have a K-pop buddy to, <laughs> to like gush about. Did she wait, Did she go to Korea or Japan? She went to Japan. She went to Japan. Yeah. So here's yeah. That, that's the thing. I, I'm I'm super excited for the conversation with her because... Um, that girl's got a lot of stories, and I'm, I can't wait to hear them. Yeah, and like I, I, I'm, I'm excited for you guys to hear them because, um, on the surface, you know, yeah, she's like a local singer dancer person, but like, um, not many people know that she had like a whole like other life as a J-pop star, like a trainee, Japan. right? Was she a trainer? Did she no, she was like in a, she was in a full on girl pop band and everything. Yeah, I can't wait to find out. I'm like, why Japan over Korea? That's like, the that's my first question. Otaku, bro. Yeah, if you're, whatever you're into, man. If you're into the animes and the the Gundams, animes and the Anna Jays. yeah, um, cool. Um, yeah, looking forward to that because you know what I'm looking forward to as well, and like getting these guests is like, um, there's a lot of your friends who are like I know of and we like we talk to, but I didn't really get to like talk to them properly. So it'd be good to like sit down and have a chat with the stuff. <laughs> Use this as an excuse. Hi, friend. Be my friend. <laughs> yeah. Please come up with a K-pop game for us. We'll do. Oh, but only if it's. BTS <laughs> and IU, dude. I'm so into IU right now. That chick is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm still not 100 percent sure you know who she is. I don't think I do. I got her confused with CL. Yeah, because like, when you said IU, I was like, oh, see, like that girl that used to be in that band. No, no, no. So IU, for those of you who don't know, her name is Lee. Jo- oh, I don't. I'm not gonna try this. Lee Jun Yo. Never mind. Her name is IU. <laughs> it's her stage name. Um, she Lee started. Jiun. A- yeah, Lee Jun. She started out in a trainee program. Uh, and when she was 17, she debuted. But she was so good and so unique that they made her a solo artist, which is very rare. And she's been in the game a long time. Her debut was in 2011. She's now like 28, right. which is ancient by K-pop standards, which is very sad. But she's right. awesome. She is you – know, you know what it is, Nathan? My views on K-pop in general. Like I like people who are – who have – in the K-pop system have like more of an artistic flair to them. So like BTS, they produce and write a lot of their own songs. Of course, they get a lot, a lot, a lot of outside help. Right. But they like for the most part, they write their own lyrics, and it's about themes that they really care about. And um, I use a straight up singer songwriter. Mm. Like her biggest, one of her biggest influences, Corinne Bailey Ray. Oh. And she came out with a bop earlier this year, May in May, called uh, Eight, which is about. 
she says this about being 28 and, and what it's like to earn that wisdom and shit and looking back on old times, but it really, really sounds like she's talking about a couple of her friends in the K-pop industry who killed themselves. Oh, man. And at the same time, it is a bop, son. It is a fucking bop. That's conflicting. I know. To dance. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. It's the pumped up kids of our time. I just I just know that um uh like I think it was last year mm. or uh, earlier this year or something like a story came out about um her purchasing like seven million dollars worth of property really in like in like yeah, property investments around Korea I don't know why these things make the news but they are if they do they do um yeah um, but. I'll I'll look into her. I I feel like I I need I'll make to make a playlist. I need to refresh my K-pop uh, knowledge because it's been a while since I've updated it. Uh, I kind of just like looked for a few things that I liked and then I just sure, stuck sure. with it. So, this like, girl is yeah. right up your alley. I'm telling you, she's like kind of jazzy. She has like a really good voice. We'll check it out. Um, yeah, check it out. We'll we'll check in with Estelle and Nathan on IU next week. <laughs> Huh. Maybe it could be like a choreography challenge, except the listeners will get nothing out of it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, that's exciting. Looking forward to that. Yeah. So if, if you guys have any suggestions for possible guests that we can speak to in the future, uh, don't hesitate to let us know if there's yeah. anyone that you want to hear from. Um, like, they don't even have to be in the entertainment industry because honestly, yeah. that that's boring. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. It's, Let's make sure to tell that to Estelle. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in general, thank you so much for reaching out to us. Like, uh, we posted about Herzy and we got some... Wonderful comments in our Instagram. Like, I just want to share this one from Raw Sugar, which, again, is my bias. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, they said, uh, I think Joan River, referring to, um, here's the end of the episode, talked about what it means to, um, you were talking about like if it gets better and how it gets better and yeah. what if it doesn't get better, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. uh, Raw Sugar posted, uh, I think Joan River said it best. Quote, listen, I wish I could tell you it gets better, but it doesn't get better. You get better. That's a great point of view to have. Mm-hmm. You get better, Nathan. Yeah. You do. You also occasionally get worse. But then I think if you zoom out on the graph, you know, yeah. it's more or less... An, it's like it's, it's like Tesla. The, it's like the coronavirus graph, oh, essentially. Like which country? For the world. <laughs> There's ups and downs, but if you zoom out, it's really just, just going up, upward. Baby. Like an escalator. Onward and upward. Um, oh, you... <laughs> Is it okay? I know, like we we want to like not talk about coronavirus as much because you know it's fucking overstated. Mm. But in some ways, it's almost more worthy to talk about now than ever before because it's the worst it's ever been. Yeah, like I know a lot of people are experiencing. Like I know, okay, like Singapore specifically, we're fine. We're like more or less. We're good. In- we had we had two cases today. I just found out. Yeah, we're more or less in the clear. Um, and many, many people around the world are probably just fatigued from talking about it too much, from it being at the forefront of everybody's fucking minds for yeah. as long as we can remember. Like, we we can't even remember what times were like before coronavirus. But it's crazy that 10 months later, it's the worst it's ever been. It's, not surprised. It's, it's in, I am. It's insanity to me. I really thought we were going to be over this by, like, June. <laughs> like, I really thought when things were starting, I was like, oh, this is going to be till like, June or July. Yeah. And then, like, maybe some, like, you know, all the third world countries are going to have some problems with it down the line. But nope. Nope. It's the whole world and it's getting worse. The world turned upside down. Like, like U.S. now, they're, like... Daily, consistently hitting Record. at least a hundred k. 
yeah. a day. A yeah. day. Yep. I, I was speaking to a friend the other day and he got it. And it was insane. Like, it was insane to, like, speak to a friend that, like, I hold very close to my heart. And he's, like, just casually like, yeah, I got the Rona. Got the Rona. Has and he got over it already? He, more or less. In the middle of it, okay. Thank goodness, yeah. Yeah. In Idaho, of all places. No, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Right. I mean, it, do, it makes sense that he got it. I, it doesn't make sense why you have a friend from Idaho. Oh, no, he's from, he's from New York. He he was, he's working in Idaho. That also doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a terrible looking graph. Look at that thing. 126,000. Yeah. But it's okay. But it's nuts to think because I believe that the people over there are probably facing just as much fatigue over this shit as we are. Yeah, especially the ones who got the corona. <laughs> well, yeah, they really feel fatigue. But I'm just talking about socially, right? Yeah, they're probably feeling so much fatigue from like all of these like lockdowns and like talking about the virus and the mask wearing yeah, and yeah, all yeah, these sure, precautions. Sure. But can you imagine like living there right now? That, like, you have all this fatigue over this, but on the other hand, it's also the worst it's ever been, and leaving your house is more dangerous than ever. Mm-hmm. But it's very clear that from the celebrations we saw with Biden to the rallies we saw with Trump to, like, just in general, all the protests and everything, clearly people are kind of done with staying in. Yeah. You know? And it's it's worrying. It's scary. It makes me think, will the world ever, like go back to normal will i ever be able to visit the u.s again i mean nope. okay no realistically we're, I'm, we're gonna be able to go back there eventually eventually but i guess like within the next two years no. like holy shit isn't that something like like to not go like ah would you even <laughs> want to yeah I mean, yeah i guess i want to yeah I but do. i want to go back to the yeah i want to watch shows i want to go hiking no, i, I want to go that. to the mountains i, I want to like ah uh. but i think the point is that like I think we want to, like, go back to the states of our memory, of our youth. But things have changed, man. Yeah. I think they've changed less than you think. I think once you go there, things are more or less the way they always have been. It's just that the news... But what will, if it's not? The news will always show you the worst of the worst. But what if it's not? <laughs> like, due to politics or due to corona? Due to everything. Right. Well, I mean, from my, I was just there in February, and it's more or less the same. It yeah. really is. It truly is the same. Like, politics affect so much less than what we think yeah it's very easy to think that it rules the entire planet when it's all you follow and it's all the media covers i mean yes and no i mean because it's hard because it doesn't affect your day-to-day life in general yeah but like it depends on who you are no it but, depends also, okay, on your but day. also in the larger aspect of things yeah we want to think that politics affects the economy like a lot but it really doesn't like the economy yeah, is yeah. kind of like okay. Like I think I'll, you just don't realize that it, the, the, the impact speaking, is not direct. You know, it's what I mean? not. It's not direct, it and ha- it's not as like long. It's it's not as like they don't work. They're not as hand in hand as people think yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. Like Wall Street it's, and White House are not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it's not like oh, this policy comes in, then suddenly the market crashes yeah, and it's yeah, the president's yeah, not, fault. It's not entirely always that. There's definitely effects here and there, but for the most part, like politics is a whole bunch of bullshit. Yeah, you know, I hear you. and like. Uh, the world moves on and I think when people get too caught up in the news cycle that's when the world seems darker and darker and darker and darker and it gets kind of scary um but I I I I just I I just want to get a vaccine and go there you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like (laughs) I am immune (laughs) I took the vaccine and I don't have a growth on we're, the back of my neck. We're getting closer and closer every day. Some more and more news of like, oh, it's 90% ready. Yeah. We'll see. 
We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But you know, Nathan, I think it's time for some questions. Yeah, let's get to. I love the questions from the guests from the audience. Yes. So we got a whole handful of questions from you, lovely, lovely people. Yeah. And here is one from P. Amister. Ooh. Or P. Pamster or Pamster or Pam Esther. Pam Pamster sounds the most makes the most sense. Okay. Do you guys talk a lot in your daily lives, or do you all save it to speak during the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'd say we speak the most in the podcast whilst recording, for sure. Um, But I know I definitely like save things. I save things. Like we, I feel like we don't have one to one conversations outside of the podcast. Yeah. Like if we chat, it's like it's almost like we need to like do group dating because it's like when we're a group of people, we talk a lot. Yeah. But like we never be like, hey, this it, yeah. I don't want to save it, right? Yeah. And also, like, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I can't chart it if I, I, if I, if I put it down on, like, mm-hmm. you know, on your iPhone screen time, time with one-on-ones, talking time with John. Yeah. Like, What a great time that would out, be, wouldn't out, it? Outside of the podcast, we, like, we talk about, like, very mundane things. Yeah. Like, like, yo, did you see this thing? <laughs> yeah. Yo, did you see this thing? Yeah. Or, like... Where's that plate? <laughs> it's like real mundane <laughs> shit. Um, Just plate talk, you know. Yeah, we we don't actually get into 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 like topics. And that's not fair to say. We kind of do. We sometimes. still do sometimes, but like yeah. I, I I definitely consciously save it for the podcast, especially yes, if it's on a Monday or a Tuesday. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thanks for the question. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's not a bad thing. No. Yeah. Like, if we didn't have the podcast, I think we'd probably talk more. Yeah. But, like, it's fine. <laughs> um, the Janomaly asks... Janomaly! What position do you sleep in? I have a bolster and hold on to it like a koala to sleep. Ah, me too. Yeah? Yeah. Bolster, not, not, knees, not, and not arms. Your, not if your girlfriend... No, that, thing, that thing's bony. <laughs> <laughs> Love my life is bony. Um, normally, I'm a side sleeper, but ever since I got my CPAP, it's actually easier to sleep on my back. Because Do you still if I sleep, sleep with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's, a, that's a for life thing. Um, or unless, unless a lot of things happen to my physiology and get some surgery. Right. Uh, but yeah, because if I lie on my side, which is most comfortable, the CPAP slides off, hmm. so I sleep on my back. Which I couldn't do, but without the CPAP, because I would stop breathing. But now right. I can breathe. Okay. But the koala thing, like the fetal koala, yeah. very comfortable. Hmm. How do you sleep? You you sleep wherever it happens. Yeah, pretty much. You sleep much. where and how it happens, is but, what this, the fact about Nathan. But, like, yeah. And, like, we've spoken about this in the show before. Like, I rarely go, go to, to sleep. sleep. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I rarely go to sleep. I mostly fall asleep. It happens. Yeah. I mostly fall asleep. You know why? Because you and don't have a desk. Maybe a PC will be good for you. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, but I always just wake up and I'm like, oh, this this is the new day. <laughs> this is this is the position I'm in. Um, but if when when I go to sleep, uh, or like when I wake up, I'll say, wait, aren't you wearing contacts? No, I've got LASIK. Like, oh, oh, last duh. year, yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, that's what happens when you don't no, talk. But see, like, <laughs> <laughs> but that used to be a problem, right? That you used just to have be a contacts, huge glasses. problem where I just wake up at three a.m. and be like, my fuck. eyes hurt. They're I'd, dry. I'd take off my contacts yeah, yeah, yeah. and do the whole thing. Now it's just like, oh, no need for no, all good. None of that. But um. Most times when I wake up, I find myself on my back. So I assume mm. I sleep on my back. That makes sense. Um, and Although, like, I hear that sleeping on your side is better if you have lower back problems. If um, you sleep on your back, uh, you should try this. First of all, go to sleep. But when you go to sleep and you lie on your back, put a pillow, pillow underneath, underneath your, your knees. knees. Yeah. That's the one. 
Yeah, no, man, trust me. I, I, I know, like, all the things at this point because yeah. I've been living with lower back pain Just for... The Shakti mat, man. About a decade. Sleep in the Shakti mat. Yeah. Oh, it's, I've slept on the Shakti mat multiple That's times. Terrifying. Yeah. No, yeah. you can. Like, once you it evens out, you totally can do mm. it. Um, I'm fully sold on the Shakti mat, by the way. Like, it's... Become a sponsor. Yeah, why not? Shakti, become Shakti, a sponsor. Um, like I literally like convinced two people to buy it like, it's good. <laughs> over the last two weeks. Don't say Nathan Hartono isn't an influencer. Yeah, use promo code Hartono. Um, but I've been wow. using it for about a month and some change now. And I find that when I'm consistent with it, like when I'm consistent with using it at least 20 to 30 minutes a day, sometimes longer, I experience close to no tension in my back that's so cool i'm so surprised i'm using the pillow right now kind of leaning against it i'm surprised that the pill i can handle the pillow much better than i can handle the mat maybe it's because of my hair yeah but maybe. it's also because the pillow it's um less sharp really? and it's on a very con- yeah and it's on a less concentrated area no, I, that's why i thought it'd be more concentrated because it's like you know it's a pillow i think the the mat hurts so much because it's spread throughout your entire back <laughs> Yeah, but you think that's what make it hurt less? Okay, so you can try it later. I try will. it. Try it on your bed. The oh, the shakti on the bed. Yeah, try it uh, without a shirt on your bed. That's kind of like how you ease into it. I feel like that would be pretty good because to try it on a hard floor is kind of like going extreme mode yeah. ASAP. You know what um, I noticed when I was using your shakti mat a lot? I was like, oh, this one particular spot is burning more than any other places. Mm-hmm. That's probably where I have the most tension. Yeah, in between my shoulder blades. Yeah, and like that's where I experienced most of my tension as well, and mm. it's more or less gone. And it's that's great, man. It's it's insane. I I highly recommend it. I don't even recommend like the shakti specifically because I know some friends that have bought like cheaper options i guess now they can't be a sponsor but (laughs) but there's cheaper options on amazon and like easy buy faux shakti um yeah essentially it's like a it's like china china brand china brand um but i mean it's not a difficult like artisanal thing to make it's essentially just like a foam mat buy a bunch of golf shoes take off the bottom studs (laughs) yeah put them on a pillow pretty much that's that's more or less what it is but if you experience any kind of tension, I highly recommend it. Not a sponsor. It's really just like, I know a lot of you out there have probably practiced poor posture. And it's the cause of a lot of tension that is just unremovable. You know, like maybe a massage makes you feel better. But two days later, that tension is going to be right back at nice. you. You um, know, at a realization, yeah. I looked at your pillow and I'm like, it looks like you planted a, a row of Bart Simpsons and they're starting to sprout. <laughs> you would get that if you saw a Shakti mat. Yeah, anyway. I haven't. I haven't gone for a single massage since getting the Shakti mat. Oh. Mostly because I haven't felt the need to. That's great. Like almost every time when I go for a massage, it's not because of like a routine. It's always because like, ooh, this area it's, feels specifically it. rough, and I just want someone to like destroy it right now. Maybe you should go for a Cairo then. That really like now you're maybe you're. Maybe you're more uh, open, not open, but like your body's in a better place to get Cairo. I've been I've been going for acupuncture oh, um, cool. and Which some is like adjustment the last few weeks. There's cool. a place nearby, actually, not too cool. far. I'll check this shit out. Um, it's like ninety bucks. That's, That's not bad. Reasonable, right? For a legit Cairo slash acupuncturist. Yeah. So Never heard what of the, combo, the person? By the way. So what the person did is it dry needling or is it Cairo or is it acupuncture? What's acupuncture and dry needling? Acupuncture is like they put a thing and they leave it there. Uh-huh. Dry needling is more Western, like, and they like dig around for it, and oh, it makes no, no, you no, like no, spasm. No, 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 no. He it's just fucking crazy. Like he just he just looks around, like puts it there, leaves it, puts a hot lamp to help the blood circulation. Mm. But also, apparently, if acupuncture, 
it's not just like a one-time thing. You can't just go in for one session. Yeah, it's a treatment. So. Like you kind of, if you want like a decent amount of fixing to last you a decent amount of time, mm-hmm. you have to go in for at least like a window of a month or two. Mm. So like go in multiple times across a month, like maybe three times in a month, mm-hmm. and then see how that makes you feel. It can't just be like you go in once and then like, oh, I don't feel better. This place sucks. Yeah, It's more of like you go three times or four times, and then from there you assess. Yeah, I mean, like, that's probably true of everything, really. Pretty much, it's just that like I feel like um, the mistake I made before is that I would just go for these one-off sessions oh, to fix magic. very immediate problems. Ah, yeah, and it would be fixed, but then like the other problems kind of come back after, right? Like inevitably, be it chiropractic adjustments, be it like acupuncture, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, so the place that I went to, it's not too far from here. They they put me in like a belt of sorts, mm-hmm. and they just tightened it to mm. straighten my back, and just oh. and they just left me there for twenty minutes. After that, they poked me with a bunch of needles. After that, some crick crack. Um, sounds great. That yeah. sounds great to me. Yeah, and it's I, very, mean, I don't believe in TCM, but that sounds great. It's very gentle, and like I saw immediate results because he mm. took a he asked me to take a picture of my back before and after, oh. and the picture of my back before had like a swell just like all across the left of the spine. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, I don't know why, but like tightness or tightness and shittiness. And then right after, like it evened out, you can see like the spine and then the the divots right on the side without the swelling. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's how we sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the question. Also, bolster pillars are such a game changer. Didn't grow up with them, but I couldn't imagine not having them. Yeah, in America, I don't think that's a thing. Really? Yeah. Full body had, pillows. I always had a bolster. Like no, It's definitely a Singaporean thing. But the first time I had one was when I moved to Singapore. Is it because... Like, I bought a bed sheet and like, you have to have a bolster pillow. I was like, what the fuck is a bolster pillow? Is it because Singaporeans are lonely? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Less casual sex happening, so less, you know... Put a flashlight in one of those things. Hmm. Oh, well, he's <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> All right, next question, Nathan. Hit us. Because uh, I was very surprised by the amount of casual sex that w- was happening in the U.S. when I moved there. It was just <laughs> like multitudes more than, like magnitudes yeah. more than what was happening in Singapore. I've never had casual sex. Yeah. It's always emotional and <laughs> Okay, next sad. question. What do you think about elitism in schools and in elite schools? 01000001C asks. Right. Yeah, uh, that's interesting because I've got, I went to what you would, I think you would call an elite school. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wore a tie. Yeah, uh, I think elitism is like natural and kind of stupid, just like all things when you're kids, right? You know, it's like oh, this this school is better than this school. This person is better than that person. Sets you up for society, right? It's just, is, is elitism. Is it just the same as classism? Do you think? Yes, but in, okay, like it's. I might be speaking out of my ass here. I'm going to do a little bit of research later. Um, that's never stopped us before, but um. I know when I was growing up and like even till recently, how it works in Singapore is that you get the school that is closest to in your district, yeah. your area. Like you're not going to like live in the east and then like you get a school in the west. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always going to get a school more or less in your area. That's why some areas so, are more valued than others. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is that you end up having like these prestigious schools in these prestigious neighborhoods only attended by people that can afford that prestige. Right. And it's the classic rich get richer, poor get poorer kind of thing. Yeah, we're talking about the Bukatima stretch of like Wachong and all and that. Exactly. ACS and all that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but a way that the school system here has chosen to combat it 
I'm not sure if this applies to the teachers, but I know this applies to executive leadership, like the principals, the vice principals, the administrators and Mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. They've taken to shuffling them around because Mm. they're all under the Ministry of Education. Oh, so you mean the teachers will get moved around? Exactly. The principals. Yeah, so they've taken to like shifting those things around. That's kind of cool. That's a step, I guess. Yeah, as opposed to like having someone go like, all right, you know, even though you live in this area, you can go to this prestigious school like 50 kilometers away. (laughs) This is a recent thing? Not really. It was already happening later in my... When sc- you were there. Yeah. Already. Okay, cool. Um, where, like, all of a sudden our principal's leaving to, like, a neighborhood school somewhere. I'm like, oh. That place sucks. What are you doing there? I mean, that was the immediate reaction, but it's more like, oh, cool, you know? Mm. Like, that's great that they're shuffling these things around to, like, uh, um, ensure equal opportunity across the board. Yeah. Um, but there definitely still is the thing of, like, you know, there's the nicer schools and, like, the shittier schools or whatever yeah, it is yeah, that yeah. The, the, the metric people want to define it by. I don't even know. Um, I went to a elite secondary school. Um, it was a nice school, mm-hmm. ACS Barker. Um, but it was weird because it was also, like, not a good school. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even crack top 100. Like, academically, you mean? Academically, behaviorally. It's very nice. Like, lots of gang problems during my time. <laughs> gangs? What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Like, 14, 15-year-olds running around in gangs and shit, getting recruited, I guess. Um, boys' schools are just, like, you know, great breeding grounds for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So, I never really had that whole vibe of like the ACSI this is going to be very insider Singapore yeah, now. Yeah, sure, but sure. the ACSI the RI the Hua Chung like the really like their, 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 their school is nice their grades reflect that shit their sports reflect that shit like they're uh-huh. just like A's across the board the school that I went to, it was like this very beautiful Fabergé shell, but inside it was <laughs> just like fucking egg. chaos. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like a reality show waiting to be made. I don't know. It's, it's better now because like, well, be- arguably in quotes better mm-hmm. because I, I thought the craziness of the school when I was going there built a lot of character mm. um, as opposed to... For you, you mean? In general. Okay. Because it was like a rough and tumble school. Right. Um, uh, and... It just felt more like a closer approximation of life yeah. as opposed to when a school is like overly academic and overly manicured, right. very safe, very right, sheltered. Right, right. Um, my secondary school is definitely not that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like it was definitely not that. Yeah. I've really, I haven't really spoken much about my high school experience, but I went to an elite school, I guess. Because yeah. I, I went to international school in the Philippines. So right. it's like, that's, you know, kind of a big deal, I guess. Um <laughs> It, there's like this one little cluster of schools. It's like the international school is next to the Japanese school is next to the British school, which is next to, next to the French school. Yeah. They all mixed together. Yeah. Make some beautiful people. Good Lord. Some attractive people went to these fucking schools I went to. Um, but yeah, I think elitism is always like, it's just a tribal thing, I think. It's like, you know. A little bit. The, the people want their attention, their money. It just goes forward society and stuff i mean when it all comes down to it it's like what 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 i i mentioned before of politics we want to think that the systems around matter Mm -hmm. but really it's always about the individual yeah for the most part tribe you know it's about the individual and their drive and their ability to succeed um because i remember growing up uh my both my parents had very differing views on the school thing Mm -hmm. my mom was very much about like you got to be in the best school you got to like like, appeal and get into the best school and all that shit find ways to get into like those prestigious schools and build up that cv right god knows it's useless to me today but (laughs) um whereas my dad was very much about like it doesn't matter what school you go to as long as you study hard Mm -hmm. which I, i i believe in yeah i don't think it matters what systems put around you although it it 
it, it definitely will affect your social growth. It will affect the friends that you make. It will affect, like, you know, your perspective and all of that, of course. But the eventual um, will to succeed, the eventual tenacity to, like, you know, do well in your exams, that all depends on you. Right. And But, I, like, which space is better cultivated, I guess. But it's also, like, the unseen I mean, things, I went to an elite I mean? school. I didn't fucking study at all. Me too. Woo. Yeah, so it, clearly, like, you know, the environment isn't, the end all and be I know. all. One point seven GPA. That's right. One point seven. Yeah. Like I was a shit student. I was like yeah. a horrible student in, in like what was arguably a very well put together school. Mm-hmm. So like, it, look, look at us now. It's not about your surroundings. It's not about all that. It's really it comes down to like well, first of all, good parenting. Sure. Um, which many people will not want to hear because it's like oh, the teachers need to do more. And all that. No, the parents need to like really figure out like what their kids going for. Yeah, and, and there's also a lot of ways to be intelligent, and it's yeah. it's up to, up to teachers and the individual and the, the the parents to nurture that, to nurture that, hone that in, figure it out, find ways to like help let it grow. Yeah, and how to use it. Yeah. Um, sure. But yeah, thanks for the question. Great question. Uh, um, this person asks Nathan, "When are you getting engaged?" How's he supposed to know? Yeah, I don't know. When when, <laughs> when <laughs> someone but, proposes to him. But 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 I think this person asks because uh, today, aha, I mean last night, friend of the show Andrew Markong. Uh, he is engaged. He's engaged to his wonderful fiance Charlene. Uh, congratulations, Andrew. I know you're not listening, um, fucker. But uh, if if you uh, follow Andrew on social media, go congratulate go him now. Go say thanks. Go say congrats. Uh, yeah, go say thanks. Uh, we'll have him on the show soon because soon, soon, soon. as of yet, John is not has not spoken to Andrew. Yeah, I'm still not 100 percent sure we're not the same person. We've never been in the same room. Exactly. Mm. Um, if 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 you are a longtime listener of the show, you would have known that the only time yeah the only time that this podcast has been done without the both of us yeah wait no twice. twice one time was when i was replaced with a black guy jeremiah yeah i think the episode's called was called nathan is black now that's terrible <laughs> you called it <laughs> yeah that. <laughs> god damn and the second time was when john wasn't there and i recorded an episode with andrew yeah yeah, yeah. um i was traveling yeah, yeah. and I, I listened back to that episode, I think, like a year ago or a few months ago or something like that. Um, it's 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 an insane episode, and I I would I would like to retroactively apologize. You're in, you're insane people. <laughs> no, but like it's weird because we enable it in each other. Right, right. So right. I feel like it would be a much more even listening experience if like the three of us were in a room. Right. Because it was just the two of us, we're essentially just enabling the insanity. Sure. And it and and it was borderline unlistenable. I <laughs> <laughs> go away for one second. Uh, I but, like the Jeremiah episode. Yeah. Racist title aside. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, congratulations, Andrew and uh, uh, Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. Yeah. Um, I don't know when I'm going to get engaged. Um, I, I, I'm Why not, you try I, proposing to him. See what happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm not against the uh, whole institution. institution of marriage. I think it's it's fine. I su- I guess I subscribe to it. Like and subscribe, though? Do you like and subscribe? <laughs> I don't know if I like and subscribe. <laughs> um, and that notification bell. <laughs> notification wedding bells. Like, I'm... I'm, I'm I, I, I vibe with the concept of marriage. Yeah, you, you fuck with that. But... You fuck with marriage. I also don't think it needs it. It's, I don't think it's like a necessity. Necessity, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to a certain extent, it's just like a formality to have everybody agree upon what you know you yeah. have. But you know when that swings around again is when you realize like the practical positives of marriage, like 
tax cuts and like right, yeah, uh, like end the, of life stuff. Yeah, the <laughs> governmenty I mean? kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when that. that's yeah, that's a whole different thing. Because first, when you're young, you have the whole romantic thing. Eh, marry someone I love and no until you have to sign a prenup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we want prenup. All right, cool. So if if stay tuned. when when you get married, like who do you think is gonna push the prenup? In this, we need in this relationship that I have right now. Yeah, I don't think there's a because neither of us have enough money to need to need a prenup. But like, but it needs to happen, and like, it's always one side no. that would like it doesn't have to. Happen. Yeah, it does. I feel like prenups only happen if one person is like super rich and the other person's like not. But like, if prenups don't happen, then it would be fifty fifty, right? Fifty fifty, or it's down to the lawyers to negotiate that shit. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. Now you need a prenup. Yeah. <laughs> Protect them assets. Okay, uh, the next question comes from Licorisa. Hey, people have crazy names. It's great names. Love it. Which fictional character would you not want to meet in real life? Ooh, that's a cool question. Let's answer both. I mean, which would we want to meet, which would we not want to meet? Oh, right, okay. Hmm. Which fictional character would you not want to meet? But I mean, like, shit tons of, like, Satan, probably. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. He's fictional. <laughs> Satan, Satan, however you want to pronounce it. Um, but are we including villains? Like, or is it like what's what's the boundaries here? I think it's just any character that doesn't exist in real life that you wouldn't want to meet. You would not like, want to probably meet. Voldemort. I don't know. Mine's the Kool Aid Man. That is pretty fucking terrifying. I would never want to meet an a, a anthropomorphic jug. Of red liquid. It'd be pretty tasty to though. To smash through my house. That is fucking. To smash through my abode. Very inconsiderate. And like, you know, I know he's big and he's probably made of very thick walled glass. But say, for example, if he he's does. happy. If he does run through the wall and like, and, and like, he breaks. Mm. You know, like, you break a glass in your apartment and it's like a whole project to, to clean it up. Can you imagine like a, a whole person sized jug breaking? Sure. That's like a cleanup that would last a full year. You'd yeah. be having glass shards in your shit for at least like six months. But like, okay, this might be a dumb question, but if he's that big, like how, would the would the shards be like tiny, tiny, like a regular glass or would it only be like huge chunks? I don't know. Don't I know. feel like this is like a Mythbusters, Mythbusters. kind of get experiment. Him, get him back. Get him back. Rest in peace. God, so many cool people died this year. Yeah. I'm still not, I'm still not even over Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> yeah. Uh for me, Grant and Mahara was like the heaviest. That's yeah, rough. Yeah. Alex Trebek's pretty rough too. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Thanks a lot, whoever asked this question. Yeah, Licorice. down. Damn it. Damn it. Licorisa. None of the people we just mentioned were fictional, yeah, by the way. Much, yeah, not at all. <laughs> those uh, are all. <laughs> yeah. Which fictional person would you not like to meet? I'm sticking with Satan. Satan? Satan? Okay. Seems like a real dick. Or, like, say or the Old Testament God. <laughs> <laughs> People don't talk about that. People don't talk when when they say like, "Oh, we cannot wait for the second coming of Christ." Which one? Yeah, like which, which one really? Like like the 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 new one or like the old one? Well, if you say Christ, you're referring to the only Christ, I guess. But if you're talking about the coming, like motherfucker, that guy turned dudes into salt. Yeah, salt. Yeah, that's fucked up. I mean, like the plague and all that was pretty rough. Too. Yeah, yeah, and you know Leviticus. Mm-hmm. You can you can kill someone for having crops that are different next to each other. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's like sometimes I like corn and potatoes, man. He's up G O D. Sorry if I offended you. Yeah. yeah. But, so you know. okay, but if you're flipping it, what which fact, fictional character would you like to meet? Most like to meet. Most like to meet. Uh, 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 uh Hermione Granger. Mm. I feel like I can make Hermione. Mm. Like she's smart. 
It's beautiful. Right. Looks like Emma Watson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, Which fictional character would you like to meet? Hmm. Hmm. I feel like we could do this for like every form of media as well. Like which for you, which commercial character would you like to meet? Like not like to meet. I feel like Tony Tony the Tiger would be a lot. Terry Crews. Wouldn't like to meet Tony Tony the Tiger. Great. Okay, relax. <laughs> You'd like to meet Terry Crews or the real man? Yeah. He's not fictional. Well, I mean Old Spice Guy is fictional. The old Spice Guy. Okay, that's different. Second old Spice Guy. I feel like wouldn't you feel super bad hanging out with him? He's just like, look how much my life is better than you. I mean, he seems like a real inspirational dude. Mm. I have not seen a single video of him that didn't leave me like feeling good about myself. Also, like he used to be a hell of a... I mean, he still is a hell of an artist. Terry Crews, okay. Yeah. Because the new Old Spice guy, or like the other Old Spice guy, he, isn't he the one who's like, look at your man, now look at me? Yeah, at, the guy I, from I It would, Chapter 2. I would feel pretty bad about that. No, bit. That's him from It Chapter 2? Yeah. Wow, didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You know what blew my mind? Uh, you still haven't seen it because you're a scaredy cat. Uh, yeah. uh, hunting, hunting a Blind, a blind Miner. Um, what's the Mark's in that from the room? Yeah, hi Mark, isn't it? <laughs> he doesn't have a big role. But it's definitely him. I didn't know that until fucking Red Letter Media pointed out to me. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so now you want to watch it, right? I really do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I haven't even seen Haunting of Hill House. You, you can watch one without the other. I'm too scared. Haunting of Hill House is scarier. Wait, did we? Did Halloween happen already? Yeah, it was so disappointing. I didn't watch a single scary thing. As in, like, did we do anything for Halloween? No, we're no, we didn't. Sad. Say, we didn't really mention it last week. Didn't yeah, we, we didn't mention it either. Oops. Well, I mean, COVID. <laughs> True. Kind of puts a damper on the whole but going like, house uh, to house thing. A lot of people still dressed up and put in effort and everything. Wore masks at least. Thank God. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next question so, again. Nathan, I would like to meet Hermione. Nathan would like to meet Terry Crews. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, what's she make me fly? And stuff. Okay, uh, this person asks advice on Singaporean fashion according to the weather. Ah, I I am not. I'm the assuming to talk to I'm assuming fashion. this person is not from Singapore. So yeah, any fashion advice for the this weather? <laughs> um. Okay, so I've gone to the place where I'm full on like I have like three of one T-shirt, four three of another T-shirt, three of another T-shirt. And I'm just like whatever. Right. Give me a plain white T-shirt. Give me a plain white thing. I, I'm getting into more accessories more and more. Right. Like necklaces and rings and whatnot. Mm. Uh, but let me give like gender neutral advice. Stop wearing jackets. It's hot. Unless you're in an indoor, very cold event. Yeah. But Nathan, I know you feel different about that because it, for you, it covers your sweat when it you're performing. It covers my sweat. And I, I, specifically when I perform. But like I get it if, when people wear jackets sure. and shit. Like office buildings are cold and air conditioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense for sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know if this is connected, but... Um, Go fight, go buy fake Yeezys. <laughs> my my fake Yeezys took so long to get here, Nathan, but they arrived. When and they are awesome them? and they're very comfortable. When did you order them? Like end of middle of September, I think. Right. Turns out the first pair got seized in customs. What? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, because the way, okay, let me give you a little inside how, information. How, how can they even tell that it's fake at customs? Look, the thing is, okay. When you when you get these shoes, you go to some really shitty, dodgy-looking GeoCities website that has, like, an email address or a WhatsApp number or a Weibo number to some person in China. You message them, and right. obviously, English is not their thing. Yeah. And I'm just, like, following up. Hello, where are my shoes? Question mark. Sorry, last one got seized. That's all I got. I don't know how to follow up on that. I don't know what that means. Maybe they were hiding drugs in it. Fuck, that would suck. Yeah. But anyway, I got my feezies in, 
And um, I know I have a friend of mine has the exact same pair, so we haven't compared them face to face yet. But I sent him photos. He sent me photos. They look the same. They feel incredibly comfortable. I didn't. I, I know people keep talking about that how Yeezys are super comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes they look ugly. This particular pair, I like the color, and I think it looks nice. Right. And I don't get the hype. I would never pay like five hundred dollars. <laughs> get on. Get find out how to buy fake Yeezys and buy them. Can't you get them on That's like Wish.com or something? Yeah, but those are shit pairs. Oh, okay. Like really bad. All right. I don't know, but um, fashion right. advice from Nathan. Nathan's much more fashionable than I am. Yeah, but I was just about to say, like this year, no, like this year has been like the, like the the least. If anything, my fashion sense declined. Like I I, I would say that I was I, I I'm regressing back to like how I was as a teenager mm-hmm. slash young adult, because my fashion sense used to be practicality over everything, comfort yeah. over everything. Yeah, but I think like the last two three years, I embraced more of like the the avant garde, like the colors, like the mm. weirdness, like the the little little bells and whistles of bits of fashion. You Literally, know? he would put bells and whistles on his <laughs> pants. Like I, I hear him coming. I, I embraced like the loudness of what fashion can do, and sure. like and all of that. And um, I migrated over from, like, the same two or three Henleys and, like, the same pair of black pants to, like, you know, something a bit more exciting. This year, I think I've regressed back to that because I've had no excuse to fucking, like, dress up for for that many things. And I legitimately think I've forgotten how to style my hair. (laughs) Like, I just haven't. You also have a lady come do it for you when you need to, by the way. Yeah, like, like, that helps. It's, it's <laughs> or that most, doesn't help the it, fact that you can't style your own hair. It's mostly I, I, I get her to help me with makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I want to try like learn how to do my own makeup at some point, just you know for ease. Yeah, and like, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> specific problems. I know. Right? I need to learn how to do my own makeup. Influencers, <laughs> influencers. They are not like us. But uh, yeah, I've I've definitely regressed because I didn't used to st- like I I only started styling my hair like when I was like fifteen or sixteen. Sure. Before that, it was just like I I, I adamantly didn't want to put anything in it. Yeah. Um, and I think this year I've just f- lost touch with that. I've just forgotten how to like style my hair properly. Yeah. It's kind of a crapshoot every time. Um, I used to be able to just do it without even looking at a mirror mm-hmm. because it was like every day. You just do it. Yeah. But 2020 has been the year of just, like, who gives a shit, yep. you know? Like, I, 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 some, most times, if I'm just going nearby to get groceries, I sometimes don't even put on underpants. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> though, like, though you are riding a bike, so that's, like... Like, it shocks me sometimes. <laughs> like, I'll catch myself. Like, I'll be in the middle of, like, a mall. It's like, what have I done? In, <laughs> just like, look in a mirror. Yeah, like, I'll be in the middle of <laughs> a mall in Orchard yeah, Road, yeah, yeah. running some errands. And then, like, I catch that of myself. I'm in, a, I'm, I'm in the clothes that I slept in. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? Like, but also at the same time, like, thank God for coronavirus. Yes. <laughs> because, like, you just wear a mask and no one knows yeah, and yeah. no one cares. But also, I mean, I'm, you touched on it a little bit, but I'm super into comfort. Like, yeah. I was never really into avant-garde fashion, but like if it's uncomfortable, I'm not gonna like it, and I'm and I feel like I'm not gonna be able to pull it off. I'll look like the clothes are wearing me, not the other way around. So I'm very much into like comfortable sneakers. It's all about confidence, baby. My jeans have elastine in them, so they're stretchy and comfy and light and nice. And it's all about the state of mind. If you change yeah. that state of mind, then like you start wearing the clothes. Yeah, or if but like I don't want to wear because I used to wear boots all the time, mm-hmm. but that's I like but. In Singapore, you walk places, and that's not nice. Yeah, so yeah, I would, I would, I would, I, I miss being fashionable. I just don't have, have an excuse to be really. Yeah, like I, I don't want to be that guy that dresses up at home. 
Yeah, so, <laughs> I know some people were doing that like during the work from home period the very severe work from home period yeah like they just be oh I'm gonna dress up at home and put on makeup just to feel normal like, yeah well I uh, guess it's a good way of easing into it like keeping the routine and stuff I suppose I guess like speaking I mean in terms of routine speaking about routine mm. I've, I've been taking better care of my skin this year I yeah. guess because like um, not that you were had bad skin. No, I'm just paying more attention to it. I'm just paying more attention to it because, like, thirties, um, yeah, are coming. like age, gravity and starts taking things. You, yeah, you want to make sure that you uh, you do things before you start seeing the science. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, same same reason why like I, this year I've taken to supplementing more seriously, mm-hmm. like taking vitamins and shit and all mm-hmm. the fish oils and all mm-hmm. those things. Because, you know, when I was younger and all that, it used to be one of those, ah, go away, mom. Yeah, and you can do that. <laughs> yeah. But now it's but now it's very much like, it's not because my body's failing or anything. It's just that I've been listening to so many people talk about how like, all, sure. like these things help so much. And it's best to take it when you're feeling healthy mm-hmm. because it ensures that you kind of like maintain that level. Yeah. As opposed to like start taking it when you feel when yourself dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you're only going to be able to like, you know, put band-aids on small problems. That's just you taking advice, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. But also, um, like I've, I don't know if you, where is it? Okay, there it is. Yeah, what is that? I've only started using Jar it for two days. Um, so I can't, I can't swear by it yet. But so not a sponsor. Not a sponsor at all, even if it, yeah. Uh, it's called Christopher's Original Formula Herbal Tooth and Gum Powder. Herbal Tooth and Gum Powder? Yeah. So it you you use it in place of toothpaste. The Christopher looks like he's he looks like he's dying. Yeah, it's not, he's not even showing his teeth in this photo. Yeah, it's not a great look. Okay. But essentially, you use it instead of toothpaste. Mm-hmm. So you wet your toothbrush. It's it's full of this like pow, like greenish gray powder. Yeah. Um. You wet your toothbrush. You dip it in that thing. Cover it in that powder. Whoa. And you brush your teeth in this powder. The ingredients are fucking crazy. And it looks disgusting. Um, the taste gets takes some getting used to. It's weird because when you first when it when you first start brushing with it, it tastes horrible, and you're like, "Why would you do this? Like, why? How can this make my mouth smell like mint or like nice at all?" Uh, that one's not open. Oh, okay. But after you're done brushing and you rinse it out, like, man, your my mouth felt like really fresh. Ah, like, the nice. ingredients. Okay, the ingredients: shaved grass herb. Don't know what that is. Peppermint leaf. Bark. Wildcrafted white oak bark. There's just bark. Yeah. I guess. Okay. So apparently, true, you know. apparently what this is, is that it's taking all of the ingredients from regular toothpaste. Deconstructing it. Making it organic. Sort of. But at the same time, the thing that makes your toothpaste remain a paste, like the stuff that makes toothpaste pasty, pasty. is apparently like not good for you. Or okay. like it's not good for your like. The, sorry, there are health. two different kinds of bark in here. Yeah. Prickly ash bark. Mm-hmm. Bayberry root. What, these are made up things. Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm giving it a Sorry, shot. There are three kinds of bark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's charcoal in there as well. I'm I'm, I'm giving this thing a shot because, um, like, I want to fight like receding gums, and also receding because like gums. also because like I don't have good teeth. I've spoken about this on the on the show before, mm. but like I genetically just don't have great teeth. I floss, I mouthwash, I brush. I still get hella cavities, and it's it's annoying. You go to the how often do you go to the dentist? Um. Uh, like sometimes, yeah, that's, that's a problem. <laughs> but like the thing is, like when I go to the dentist, I end up having to go for like five consecutive sessions to like fix like whatever problems. Yeah, yeah. it's annoying and it sucks. Um, 
and uh, whatever. Like, I'll, yeah, I'll, it is I'll, what it is. I'll take the hit, I guess. I, 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 I went to the dentist about a month ago. Yeah, three weeks ago maybe, because I was having uh, tooth pain. I, I, I could I was positive it was a cavity. Yeah. Uh, luckily, it wasn't. But I, but then now I don't know what it is. They were like, if you still have tooth sensitivity, pain, maybe. She her, she theorized that it was like a, an infection, but not like. But like that, I have to take antibiotics for. But I don't know if that's it. But she also said maybe it's that I'm just clenching my jaw, which I think I have been. Mm. Try knocking on the tooth. I know it sounds kind of gross. And then but what? Take like a, the back of a fork or something and knock on the tooth. Then, if it hurts, then there is some. No, I mean kind she of... did that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She did. She did like electrodes to check if the root was in, intact. All that shit. She says it's fine. I should maybe go back to her, but uh, it's good. But my point. My point is that. She did that thing where she cleans out the uh, plaque. Yeah. Is that what it is? Like in the gums and lines and shit. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of crap stuck in there. So Yeah. You, gotta floss. I, you know what's weird? I floss all the time. Right. Because I because that's that spot where I, f- I expected I had a cavity. I had a feeling that was like in between two teeth, like it was on the side, but the side that's like facing another tooth. Mm. Uh but having a filling there, now there's like a huge gap that food gets stuck in every time. So I floss after every meal. Uh. It's fucking crazy. Um but you know what's weird? My electrical toothbrush died. So I've been using my travel toothbrush, which is just a manual toothbrush. I swear to God, my teeth is whiter and I feel much cleaner <laughs> using a manual toothbrush. I mean, I I, I think I used uh, an electric toothbrush for like two months at a time. Mm-hmm. It was just I can't I can't do it. It's annoying. You got to charge that shit. Yeah, it is pretty annoying. Charge my damn toothbrush, like. And also, like I, I like the feeling of like you know. Yeah, I didn't think I did getting to the blow crevices jobs. and everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing like a blowjoby <laughs> motion right now. <laughs> like to brush your teeth after blowjobs. Um. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I will give a report after maybe a month because awesome. apparently that's how long it takes to see the effects of this. Cool. But you essentially just replace it completely with your toothpaste um, and use powder to brush your teeth and gums. I want to try it sometime. Um, apparently, it makes your gums fuller. Yeah, because like, is I, it foam? Is it like not really foam? It's, it's just you can try it later. It's sure. honestly disgusting. But Seems it's like <laughs> it. there's bark in it. There's three kinds of bark. It's legitimately disgusting because it's like brownish powder. Right. So when you're brushing your teeth, it just looks gross. Right. Um, um, but it feels weirdly like nice and fresh after. Okay. Um, that's the that's the mint. Yeah, probably. and also like uh, it's not minty; it just feels clean. Right. Um, but yeah, also I think I mentioned it on the show before. I have a tooth like next to my two front teeth that is not real. You talking about a canine? You talking about a canine? It's, no, it's between my canine and the front tooth. Right now, you talking about a premolar? Premolar? I don't know. I'm t- that incisor than canine, right? And then like, premolar than it's molar. like next. It's on next to my anyway. anyway. Um, that tooth never grew out. Weird. Like when the baby tooth fell out, the adult tooth just, it never really grew out. It grew out like halfway. Is it in your gum? Where is it now? I don't know. I, I, I can't Did you pull it out? Is it still there? What's I can't the remember. I'm I did. No, no, no. Right now, that's a fake tooth. Ooh. Yeah, that's a fake tooth. Uh, I can't remember what they did with the tooth before they put the fake tooth in. I can't remember if they just took it out or they like filed it down or something. Or something. But essentially, like there's an empty space in my gums there because that tooth never grew out. Mm-hmm. That is annoying. So I'm Does hoping- food get stuck there? No, no, no. Oh. It just looks ugly. It's like darkness. That dark oh, is that what that is? Yeah, it's just a hole because that, weirdly enough, that adult tooth never grew out fully. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's very annoying, but... um, That's what we think about fashion. Yeah. <laughs> fashion. <laughs> Should we do one more? Maybe one more quick one sure. we'll call it? Because this, this has been a great episode. I miss questions. Questions make my life happy. Okay, one last question. From you listeners. Thank you so much. You're okay. the best. Um, any advice... From pe- for people who graduate from art school, I mean, I can't say much because I I went to music school. You never graduated. I, I never graduated. Um, yeah, uh, I got one. 
uh, so I graduated from acting school, uh, LaSalle College of the Arts, represent. Um, art schools are really good about teaching you about your art. Duh. Yeah. They teach you very little about being an adult. Yes. So my quick and dirty advice is learn to be learn about finances. Mm-hmm. Learn about insurance. Yeah. Learn about taxes. Invoices. Just budgeting, even that. Contracts. You know, it's great. Reddit. Reddit, go to our personal finance. They'll, they'll sort you out. All right. That's that's about it. And then learn, learn to get learn to get used to rejection also. That's completely different, but Rejection. Rejection. As you step onto the art world, rejection, no matter what, if you're a performer or you're a fine artist, grants, things get rejected all the time. It's a part of it. Don't take it personal. Keep your head down. Keep moving. Mm -hmm. Believe in yourself. Keep getting better. Never stop learning. I would say, even though I didn't graduate, you know, I think the question is more about like, how do you survive after, you know, an Mm -hmm. arts education? Um, Yes, to all of that, especially like the being an adult thing, because that's just, they're just not going to teach you that shit. And if you went to art school, you probably didn't pay that much attention in economics and yeah, <laughs> or yeah, yeah. whatever um but i would say the most like like so, so, uh, the thing about art school that i didn't love is that you always tend to exist in this bubble um, a liberal bubble a snowflake bubble. no 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 just more or less like the bubble of your school like there's like the best painter in that school the best singer in uh, that school the best like violinist in that school you, you just you kind of exist you in think this, your school is all there is yeah like you kind of exist in this bubble and I would say, like, my word of advice is to, like, really, oh, like, I guess this is not so much advice for graduates, but for people still in art school, mm-hmm. is to constantly look outward, constantly stay inspired, um, and believe that, you know, your potential is so much more than, like, those four walls in that school. Yeah. It's really about, like, like he- listen to everything, watch everything, uh, learn from anything and everything. Um even if you feel like a small fish in a small pond, you're probably a tinier fish in a gigantic pond, but that's yeah, you okay. Fuck. Oh, yeah. No, okay. that's okay. It's completely okay. Um, just stay inspired. And, yeah. and, and that's it's easier said than done, of course. Yeah. But that's essentially your fuel as an artist. That's essentially like your lifeblood as an artist. Your ability sometimes doesn't even matter that much. Because if your ability is paired by a lack of motivation or uninspiredness, mm-hmm. Um, then that's just gonna lead to like that's you know your bag man. But yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna lead to like writer's block or depression or whatever it is. And and yeah, again, easier said than done to stay inspired. But like really find that thing that like turns you on. You know, find mm-hmm. that thing that turns you on and like really, um, know when you need it. Mm-hmm. Know when you need to go back and hit that well to feel nourished again and feel like you can tackle your art. Um, with the same fire that you did, uh, like you know, five years ago, whatever it is. Um, cool man yeah. yeah that's pretty good uh, I'm sorry let me, let's do one last quick and dirty question for my improv student who follows us now yeah, yeah. And, and worships the ground you walk on Nathan really nothing he worships the ground I walk on <laughs> yes okay Jonas asks who are your favorite comedians right now ooh any current new ones they can- oh by the way Nanette was so great we were talking about it last week yeah with uh, Hearsy and then we went and watched it and it's his you fell asleep for a little bit. Uh, for a good chunk of it. <laughs> That's not her fault. Um, but it was hilarious and it was also very touching and, and it's kind of sad and beautiful and highly recommended. It's Sorry, what's ins- her name again? Hannah Gatsby. Hannah Gatsby it's from Australia. It's an insane stand-up Nanette. special because it's essentially a very emotional letter. Incredibly emotional. But like disguised life. as a stand-up special. A ver- from a seemingly awkward 
very awkward person, but then when she when she when her rage comes through and her words are so poetic, it's really quite something. Yeah, it's insane. It's it's a it's a beautiful. It's I would call it more of like a one woman show th- mm-hmm. kind of thing as opposed to a stand up special. But um, yeah, that's a special one. Yeah, I don't know. In ter- like favorite comedians oh. as of late. Like, but to build up while you think about that, if you're if you like that vibe, if you checked out Hannah Gatsby and you kind of like that mix of like. Uh, one person show comedy mixed with like a little drama. Yeah, uh, check out Chris Gethard. Oh yeah, Chris Gethard's always amazing. Chris Gethard's great, and he's like a real champion of the weirdo. That's kind of his whole thing. Uh, his last special. Um, uh, God, the, what is that called? I was just trying to think of it. The one where he talks about his suicide, suicide attempt. attempts. Yeah. yeah, that was really good. It's not. I'm dying up here, right? No, <sighs> it's not. I can't remember. You, well, you, you talk while I look it up. Anyway, um, so in terms of recent favorites. Uh, he's not recent, but Tim Heidecker, he's been around for a very long time, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, famously made Tim and Eric and the Old Spice commercials that we were discussing earlier. He wrote it or what? Uh, like he conceptualizes it, oh, like, oh, very cool. all, like the craziness of it. Yeah, yeah. It was very much a Tim and Eric thing. But, um, yeah, Tim Heidecker, he recently dropped a stand up special that I found amazing. Like I fucking loved it. So like... I, I I don't think I've discussed this very much on the show, but like I I think my sense of humor and my leanings towards comedy is very much like I prefer anti comedy mm-hmm. to like you know friends and yeah, yeah more more um, Big Bang Theory. The opposite of I guess anti comedy is like a g- uh, general no uh, why oh fuck what's it called? There's a technical term for this. Yeah, yeah, but I, know I don't know mean. how to describe it. But like a lot. Of, okay, basically, like I know it's anti comedy because a lot of the times when I'm like, guys, check this out. Like no one gives no one a laughs, fuck. No one laughs. Like, people think it's shit, and I, I just feel broad, sad. Broad. You don't like broad comedy. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Um, and Tim Heidecker recently released a stand-up special that is basically an anti comedy joke in and of itself. He it was hilarious for a straight hour plus. He plays a stand-up comedian, like a very obnoxious, like loud, Chris D'Elia type stand-up yeah, comedian. Yeah, you told me to watch. It. I still haven't yet. I apologize. I'll, I'll check. It it's out. amazing. I the probably won't laugh. And I probably won't like it, and I'll hate you. But we'll, the we'll commitment see. to the character that he's playing throughout was just mind blowing. Yeah, and like there was also a very like the, what I found to be like even more hilarious than him dedicating the ninety minutes to playing like this abhorrent comedian was that there was the aspect of a live audience mm-hmm. and there was always this big question of are they in on the joke or are they laughing because <laughs> they know they're time. being filmed yeah. or are they very much like Tim Heidecker fans this is on that, Netflix like, right no it's on YouTube I'll he, check he it dropped out. it on YouTube check it out. so yeah the whole thing is just a fascinating like 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 it's a fascinating watch because like my brain wasn't quiet for a second of it like every like so much of it was just like god damn that's amazing yeah because you like you 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 don't like things where that are predictable but or, that's, or, or that have but plot that's holes comedy like it's yeah, not, yeah true, comedy true. is unpredictable no but i'm saying that's why you like it that yeah. you like the more unpredictable stuff yeah um but also i just love things that just have a certain attitude that i can't quite describe and something about this stand up special had that attitude of just like I guess it's more of like the the confidence in their craft because mm-hmm. it takes a tremendous amount of confidence to be that shitty, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like uh, uh, that's how um, you know you've made it. Yeah, when like, you're shitty. Who was that? Um, when Norm Macdonald, Norm Macdonald uh, did the roast of somebody. I can't remember who he did the roast of. I, vag- I know. I vaguely know what you're talking about. Yeah, but he essentially like purposefully no jokes, no punchlines or something. Yeah, no he punchlines, but he purposefully bombs. Oh, yeah. He yeah. purposefully fucks it up and purposefully tells like really weak-ass jokes. Yeah. 
and it's hilarious. Yeah, that kind it's of hard good. to describe. So but you it, need that meta level. Almost, yeah, when it works, it works. Yeah. It's impossible to describe. Like I'm sure that like some comedic historians can describe it for you but right, I, right. I can't describe how it makes me feel but I love it that's cool yeah. so that's our, that's our official Rex uh, I'll put it in the show notes so what's the special Tim DeHeidegger special called you know just look it up it's on YouTube I'll look it up and then Curious Gethard's one I just found out is called Career Suicide yeah there we go Career Suicide which makes total sense I think you can find it uh, if not on YouTube you can you can find it yeah. look it up uh, it, oh yeah. also Dave Chappelle crazy, oh Chappelle's making yeah, killer great, great, killer work lately yeah the last, SNL monologue was so good the last five six years have just been like the resurrection yeah it's Ohio stuff exactly i hope he doesn't get throat cancer yeah he does smoke a lot of cigarettes what? <laughs> very publicly terrible <laughs> but yeah check it out and yeah jonas uh chris gethard is a real big improv guy so you can see how he does it with his improv with his stand-up yeah it's interesting oh yes norm mcdonald at the bob saget road bob saget yes look that up if you enjoy it, you can be my friend. If not, fuck. <laughs> like it just cracked me up. So I'm gonna watch it again later because it's been it's been <laughs> sure. like a, it's let's been put a on few the months. let's cast it to the TV since your computer won't work. Yeah, like legitimately, like I find myself at least once every eight or nine months going on like a Norm Macdonald binge, right? Like rabbit hole on YouTube yeah. from his talk show appearances to his weekend updates to his uh, roasts. Like to his podcast and his talk show to his YouTube appearances, everything. I fucking love that man. He is probably my favorite comedian of all time. Now that hmm. I'm finally answering the question, he's probably my favorite comedian of all time, just because he is so. He's a real comedian's comedian. He yeah. is. He. It's. It's a. It's a different level. Like he's playing with the concept of comedy and not just with the concept of a joke. <laughs> I guess that's why I like it. He's like. He's twisting it, like. It's almost like there isn't... He, it's, he's not just breaking the fourth wall. He's breaking, like, the seventh wall, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's twisting the dimensions and then breaking that dimension. It's it's amazing. Yeah. I, I love it. I mean, he, the, Norman Donald's a real guy who understands how comedy works and then fucks with it. Yeah. It's great. Exactly. Yeah. Alrighty. That's All right. the perfect place to leave it. All Thank right. you so much for listening. Thank you so much for following us on Instagram. It, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh... Keep an eye out for this feed because we have some cool stuff coming at you. I can't wait for Estelle. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I forgot she was a K-pop fan. <laughs> there's my there's my one. There's my person. Yeah. Uh, if, if there's any other guests, of course, let us know. Yeah. Um, but if not, then uh, thanks for listening. And how do we sign off again? Thanks for the... Hang for the thanks. Yeah, that one. Bye. <laughs> it's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing It's a good day for a good time with a good hang